Well, we are here back today at the intersection, another episode, and I am here with Mr. Jeff Osuji. I'm really excited to talk to him today. Jeff has a long history building a name and brand within events. He's been an event host for a long time and done a lot of marketing in the past. And then one day, Jeff realized that ticketing platforms like Eventbrite could use a major improvement, especially for black consumers. So Jeff started Event Noir. And with the goal of creating this premier event platform for the culture and connecting the culture with technology, they've done ticketing for NBA All-Star Weekend events, for Hyde Park Fest, for Tech Week Chicago, for Social Works Night at the Museum. And even when he went to pitch at TechRise, the ticketing was with Event Noir. Shout out to P33. Thank you for the support. Shout out P33. Thank you, Jeff, for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, man. Appreciate you. So before we talk about Event Noir, tell me about Pyramid. You were an undergrad chemistry major, and then you started this event group, which also provided marketing services. Yeah, yeah. Pyramid has kind of been the foundation of where it all started. I went down to school and um, saw there was an opportunity to uh, bring events together that connected the black community. Um, I went to PWI, great organization, great school, uh, U of I, and we had a ball, um, but there was just not a lot of events to cater to us. And I always realized it was this kind of special magic in the air when people of any color really come together and uh, let their guard down and have an amazing time. Um, and I think the, the real strength of, of people in the world in general is diversity. And so what I loved about my events was that we play hip hop, we play trap, um, you know, be primarily um, a large African-American audience. But I've had friends who are white, black, Asian, Latino who will come and have an amazing time. I saw the way events and music and people and culture brought people together. Uh, and Pyramid was a real successful company down at uh, U of I, transitioned to Chicago, still successful to this day. Um, a shout out to my team that's kind of handling it day to day now. Um, but, you know, 15 years now, you know, since we started Pyramid. And I'm talking about, you know, hundreds of events a year in Chicago, D.C. Um, we've done events in Nigeria, et cetera. So there's something just special about events from a business perspective, not just for lead generation, uh, but also just to, again, bring people together to whether meeting their husbands or wives, uh, business partners, etc. You say that you're creating this cultural revolution to improve the quality of life for black event hosts and event goers. So where is this this gap? Um, I'll give an example. When I used to travel, I was in advertising, travel to New York every other week for work, and I would go to the two same places where I knew that I could see black people or eat some uh, jerk chicken and some authentic cuisine, right? In Manhattan, you know, while New York overall is diverse, I want to go somewhere I can let my guard down where I can listen to some hip-hop and have a good time. And there was no places. If I go on Yelp, if I go on Eventbrite, or if I went on you know any other platform out there, I wouldn't know if it was a place where I'd be welcome. Right? That's something that we deal with um, a lot of times, um, people of color in general. Um, you know, If you're going somewhere, you may or may not be welcome based upon how you dress, based upon your music preferences. Right? And for me, I just wanted to go somewhere where after days of um, and hours of, of having business meetings, why well, I didn't have to talk business, right? I could listen to some Jay-Z. I could sit back, I could relax, um, you know, have a, a rum punch. And for me, there was no place to really, you know, cultivate that experience or find that experience. And that's what we wanted to create. And I realized another thing, when my friends would go to New York, Houston, Atlanta, they would always call me and ask me where to go. So it wasn't so much that these platforms were doing a horrible job at event discovery. It's just a more efficient way that they can help people of color find events that were culturally relevant. Um, on top of that, I figured that with myself being, you know, somebody who's 
not only loves, but just um, it's really good at bringing people together. I wanted to start a business that um, allowed me to leverage my strengths uh, to really build a big ecosystem, right? A big ecosystem and super serve my audience. And I think oftentimes when you're starting a business, people think about ways that they can compete. My goal was not to compete by serving an audience that um, I had a great relationship with that already trusted me inherently um, and that I already had, um, to your point, a large database of customers who I already knew wanted to be super served and long for these types of events. So you already feel like you had this fit within something that was easy for you to just put yourself into. People talk about product culture fit, but, you know, founder, uh, founder company founder. fit, <laughs> founder fit is just as important, right? Like I've been immersed in the event space my entire life. Um, and for me, I saw this problem. I was experiencing myself as an event curator. I couldn't find a venue in downtown Chicago that uh, wanted to work with us because we were serving a, a, a black audience, right? So I've, I figured that, look, it's so hard for me to find a space for us. And anytime I had an event, it sold out uh, because there's not enough options for us. Um, I need to be able to build a uh, platform that connects folks globally because I noticed everybody I knew was having the same problem that were fellow event curators and also were folks looking to have a good time. So, um, you know, for me, I've always been somebody, and even as a chemistry major, I like to solve problems. Um, and so I like to find, um, you know, problems and I'd like to offer solutions that are scalable. Uh, and Event Wars allowed us to, you know, put smiles on tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of folks um, who are now finding spaces and places where they really feel celebrated. John Monopoly, Kanye West's co-manager. John Monopoly's on your board. So John's our um, head of entertainment, actually, um, and he's done so much more than uh, work with Kanye. You know, he's um, helped discover Don C, uh, Virgil. Really? He's, you know, worked with, with um, good music. Um, just John is that person out of Chicago that if you need anything, he can get it done. He's a connector. Um, he was, I think he uh, was one of the first people to bring Jay-Z to Chicago. Uh, so, you know, if you look at John, John, his story is, is so much more. Um, and so for him, you know, I was able to connect with him when we actually hosted our Chicago Culture Ball in 2019. And we're actually hosting it next month. So we're excited to bring it back after three years. Um, and so, you know, he was just from the get-go. He loved the idea. He was open to, to make connections and just come on board to help us. And so we're actually hosting a dinner Grammys weekend in L.A. that he's putting together to connect us to some folks. Um, to talk about not only uh, using the platform. That's so cool. Just investing. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... There's a huge opportunity right now to connect folks who are true purveyors of the culture uh, and connect them to the tech space um, and give them that, um, give us there that is. exposure. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. And that's one of my missions. That's one of the things I want to focus on over the next couple of years for sure. Do you see yourself continuing to do that, like true purveyors of the culture and connecting them within the tech space? It's so important. Um, I think that one thing that's missing is that uh, in an entertainment space, uh, in the media space um, here in Chicago is the folks who have come and who have, may have moved to L.A. or New York, um, really co-signing a lot of these young startups and these folks building in the tech space. Um, there's amazing work being done from amazing organizations like 1871, P33, Subconscious Ventures, Fist Star Funds, Long Jump, who are investing in black founders. Um, and, you know, it's a big difference that a tweet can make by one artist or one, um, you know, celebrity or influencer that can really drive awareness and exposure for a lot of these great companies building. Um, so that's definitely a big big thing I want to focus on over the next couple of years is connecting tech and culture. That's fantastic. That's super cool. I, I, I'm a huge supporter of that mission. Various people mention how you need to get to a critical mass or you're just a few big partnerships away from this flywheel growth. 
How do you feel about critical mass and this idea? And what do you think might be those few partnerships you're away from hitting that flywheel? Great question. Um, think about a marketplace. And when you build a marketplace, you don't want to scale too fast. It's important to build a critical mass in a specific market, right? So we started here in Chicago. It's still our biggest market. Uh, but we actually started through word of mouth and, and network effects spreading to over 21 markets, right? I almost wish we had bubbled slower so that we could focus on actually getting a larger market share in a few particular markets, right? So I think that um, for us, we know that we're one partnership away. We're looking for the right partners. We're having great discussions. Um, we were just uh, received an investment from an amazing organization, Cast Us. Shout out to Cleveland Avenue, um, Jason Mercer, Don Thompson over there. Wow. Uh, and so we're, we're one or two partnerships away from really being able to scale. Um, anytime you build a marketplace, it's expensive, right? Um, anytime you're trying to super serve, you know, 20 million black for 40 million folks, uh, 20 million black adults in the, in the U.S. But also we've already been able to, you know, host events in, in Africa, um, the Black Star Line Festival, shout out to Chance the Rapper. Wow, you were a part Mike of that? Mike B, uh, Dwemo. They actually hosted a couple of events uh, that were associated with the festival on the Noir. It was amazing. I mean, it was beautiful to see. I, I really got I'll be there next year. But um, the power, like I said, the power of the culture, it's universal, right? Um, if you look at the next frontier, it's, it's Africa. That's where a lot of the next opportunity is going to be. And we believe that we have a part in connecting diaspora, but also connecting people from everywhere uh, that are passionate about experiencing the culture. Uh, via event war. So we have some opportunities to do that, and that's what we're here to do. You've said that through <clears throat> event noir, you intend to build the largest database on black consumers. What do you think you'll do with the data? Yeah. So when we talk about a database, it's really focusing on building a um, a customer set and the biggest customer base allows us to super serve that audience, right? So we're talking about artificial intelligence. How can we provide the best recommendations for your night? So when Thursday or Friday pops up, we already know, bam, your favorite artist is in town. Here's where you should go, right? How can we, as opposed to having, we want to replace the group text, right? Where you had to say, hey, yo, what are we doing tonight? Right? What are we, what's going on tonight? <laughs> we want to be able to replace that where it's like, bam, Event Noir has your you solution. Know. Yeah. So for us, it's about learning what folks are enjoying, what they like to do, where you like to travel to, and be able to give customized recommendations to them. Um, you know, what's their favorite brand, what they like to drink. And if we can provide recommended, recommended recommendations, excuse me, that are customized for that consumer, we believe it's an app that's going to have a lot of stickiness. So we're working on the mobile app now. And um, that's what we want to do. We want to super serve our audience, anybody who loves, um, you know, engaging with black culture, whether it's a jazz festival, whether it's an R&B fest, um, shout out to R&B House Party. They killed it in Ghana. It's Afro Cella. Whether you like Afro B, whatever it is, uh, black culture is just, it's just not, it's not monolithic. It, had, it, it encompasses so much. And we believe that there's something that, for everyone here. And so we can connect you to one of those experiences via our platform. We think we're improving the quality of life for, for, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. And, uh, when I left my job at 2019, I said, my goal is to improve the quality of life, uh, for my community and those around me. And so this is one of the ways that we're doing that. You've also speaking of merging, uh, big tech with the culture, you've partnered with fairly large technology companies like Lyft, Amazon, Upwork. What were those partnerships like? What did you What did you end up doing? Yeah, so a lot of them have hosted uh, events on our platform. Uh, thank you to Microsoft. They recently sponsored uh, Chance Rappers and I at the museum in December. Um, so we were able to help facilitate that partnership. Um, for Amazon, we actually built a custom HBCU career fair page for them for a uh, career fair that they had at uh, North Carolina ANC. Um, LinkedIn hosted a event on Event Noir for the Black ERG group. 
Um, and so it's been great to be able to get kind of nods and support from, you know, multiple companies out here that are, um, you know, supportive of what we're building. Um, thank you to Pepsi. They gave us a grant, uh, Google as well. Um, I think they see that what we're building has um, a lot of opportunity to, again, super serve an audience that's been overlooked, but also just, you know, bring folks together. There's power in community. Uh, there's power in, uh, you know, leisure, letting your hair down and building relationships and networks. And we want to be a facilitator of all that. Um, as well as, you know, we also help folks out by giving them a piece of their service fees back. A lot of people are complaining about uh, service fees on, on Ticketmaster and things like that. So what we do is we also uh, give folks a percentage of that back on launching event or premium to help event curators scale and help them make more money. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that, the different, yeah. the difference in the business model between yeah. Event Noir and other event kind yeah. of platforms? Yeah, yeah. A big thing of ours is we want to reward our customers for their loyalty. We have folks that have been using us since we really had a really rinky-dink platform that we built with $20,000 from, uh, and we used some horrible engineers when we first started, <laughs> right? And But they've been supporting us since day one. And so for us, at the time, I felt like I was using event platforms and paying them $100,000, and I wasn't getting anything back. My customers were paying exorbitant service fees, and all that was leaving the community. All those dollars were leaving us. I didn't get a thank you. So for us, uh, folks were supporting us. They're loyal event organizers. We kicked them back a percentage of service fees. And so that's where our 10 city tour is called Everybody Eats. Um, we're hitting 10 cities in Q1, um, taking event carriers out to eat and talking to them about the platform, uh, opportunities to get involved, opportunities to invest, opportunities to use your events to scale. And also opportunities to get funding. Uh, we're partnering with the uh, Urbane Venture Fund. Um, and um, you know, shout out to mention those guys. They're actually uh, co-investing in projects uh, for event curators to help them scale. Uh, and, you know, working with us to partner with the curators in a unique way. So it's a model that hasn't people haven't really seen before um, that's unique, but it's empowering curators all over the country. If you think about it, who was hit the hardest during the pandemic? Folks in the event industry, right? Folks in the entertainment, right? Um, they couldn't eat, right? So we spent that time really speaking to our customers and seeing what they needed when events returned to be able to scale. And so, um, you know, Event War is going to have a number of evolutions, right? But um, the end of our, the, the end product, what we look like um, is a software that helps event creators scale their business while offering ticketing solutions, but helps them connect with the number of resources that they need. Um, and so if we can help event curators make more money, while connecting lovers of the culture to these experiences, we create a perfect marriage and a perfect ecosystem that um, you know we can then leverage to help them make more money, but also invite the right brands that care about the community mm. to the table as well. So it's you're you're creating this kind of like magnet towards inviting the right brands to collaborate with the right event curators, and hoping that creates its own ecosystem that evolves in a great way. Definitely, definitely. My background is in advertising, partying with brands, and, you know, it's no secret that there's not enough dollars that are funneled into this ecosystem. So we want to get more of those dollars uh, funneled to this ecosystem. We believe that uh, black influencers have a huge, overwhelming influence on the entire world. The, enti right? the entire, entire world, world right? Yes. Sports, fashion, music, arts, entertainment, right? Um, and we believe that some of those dollars should come back to us, come back to the, our community. Um, in addition, again, we're a super inclusive marketplace for any event that celebrates diversity because of strength and diversity. Um, but again, it's 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 time for us to build a marketplace for us, an event space for us um, that celebrates us. Speaking of your background in marketing, 
you did marketing for like uh, Moet Hennessy. I got an MBA in marketing, and then okay. after, after B school, <laughs> I actually interned for Moet Hennessy in LA. Uh, it's an amazing experience. Um, a lot of folks went out and got a job at the B school, but um, for me, the market was so bad, um, and so I went and you know I, I was searching for internships. I need I know I need a little bit more experience, um, and I actually stalked the um, average, the director at the time, uh, Elizabeth Barron. I think I stalked her for about six months on LinkedIn. Um, and she had just called me and said, hey, come out here in three days. So amazing experience working with a brand that I love. Really got a chance to, you know, realize that I was going to be an entrepreneur because <laughs> I knew that uh, I love working with the culture. And I knew the corporate scene wasn't for me particularly. Um, but it was an amazing experience to connect uh, with purveyors of culture, brand ambassadors, event curators everywhere who I still have great relationships with. Um, but it was I wanted to get an internship to see what kind of company I wanted to work for. Uh, I was at the ESPYs, uh, you know, um, parties, uh, with, you know, Amber Rose, Matt Kemp. I was doing a lot of dope stuff. I got a chance to work with uh, Jerry Lorenzo the summer he launched Fear of God. He was a uh, brand ambassador at the time. And so just to see folks go from, you know, they were already up there, but folks really doing a lot of the things that we say we're doing in the Midwest um, was pretty dope, right? And then I, I think I brought some of those ideas back to the Midwest of my events um, and really learned about, Influencer marketing, which I think Hennessy's done a great job of doing. Um, and so, yeah, great experience, man. That was um, one of the best summers of my life. Well, speaking of influencer marketing and rubbing shoulders with influencers, you've rubbed shoulders with a lot of influencers over the past two, three, four years, including like Dave East, Fat Joe, the My Fabulous Life guy, uh, Drew Ski, uh, Don C., and uh, any specific memories come to mind that are like were fun or interesting or cool? Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, being an event promoter, um, you know, you always book celebrities for your events. Or you know, I was working for like High Park Summerfest. We had their ticketing, got a chance to meet some pretty cool folks. But um, man, I'm trying to see. Oh yeah. So the reason I decided to pursue entrepreneurship full time, I always um, thought I was going to do it, but um, I decided to make the leap. Actually, when I saw who was my favorite rapper at the time, DMX, perform for his 20th anniversary at the House of Blues. Um, and I saw DMX um, perform. He was amazing. At the 20 years, I'm like, wow, he's making, like, grown men were crying right on stage. And I thought to myself that if DMX, after going through everything he went through, right, um, drug abuse, jail, et cetera, um, was able to hone his craft at the 20 years, rap and make grown men cry <laughs> on stage, right? Like, he's doing what he was meant to do. And it's important that all of us do what we're put on this earth to do and live in our purpose. And I decided actually that same day uh, that I was going to pursue event war full time. Uh, so, yeah, it's just about, you know, for me, it's about understanding what your calling is. I'm here to connect people to amazing experiences. Um, and I've built a company that's doing that and that's solving a problem uh, for my community and others. So uh, I think as long as you're living in your purpose, you're doing the right thing. Um, and as long as you're solving a problem, you're doing the right thing. And as long as you don't quit, you don't fail. So I'm just excited to be living my purpose and that the world is seeing some value to what we're building because we have some amazing things in um, in store. Uh, we just need a little bit more capital. We need a little bit more uh, in terms of partnerships. And then, you know, my job is to make sure that happens. So, right? so we're not sleeping until that happens, right? Once um, once you get that, you know, couple of checks from folks who believe in you, it's then your turn to make sure you return a bigger check. And so our, our job is to scale. Our job is to build better relationships, more relationships, empower more people, help more people, and in turn, we're going to get some of the value that we put out there back. Well, I hope you get those few checks sooner than later. And I think the world sees a little more <clears throat> than some 
value Definitely. that you've created. Well, one person in particular, though, you've interacted with DJ Envy from the, oh, the yeah. Breakfast Shout Club. DJ Envy, man. DJ Envy's been one of our biggest uh, ambassadors, supporters since day one. Um, he's an amazing guy. He's uh, used us for his um, car shows. Uh, of course, a true purveyor of the culture. Uh, not just a, a DJ, but a, a businessman that understands the power of business within the culture. So, um, you know, he's used us for his uh, car shows all across the country. And he's just been a, a true example of somebody's leveraged events to create an empire, right? And leveraged the, the parties. He started out as a DJ, right? Um, he's been able to connect with folks in the media space, right, by connecting to people. Uh, and he started a real estate empire. So um, folks like DJ Envy are the folks that we're building this platform for. And we're just grateful to have his support uh, and the support of so many others um, that see value in what we're creating. Hmm. You seem to be a pitch competition ninja. Whether it was uh, $100,000 from the Google for Startups um, Black Founders Fund or the Mountain Dew Real Change Opportunity Challenge, or you got the People's Most Popular Vote at TechRise, and on and on and on. We won 1871's pitch competition too. Enjoy. Oh, and 18, so, yeah. shout out 1871's <laughs> pitch competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell us more about this. Uh... Man, um, no, pitch competitions are a super creative way to fundraise. I, I think that anybody who's, um, if you have a, a startup or business, right, get your pitch down first, right? Before you go dump, thousands of dollars like we did into a, um, a MVP, get your pitch right. Get your pitch deck right. Get your story right. Um, and it's an ever-evolving story. Like I, I sucked when I first started pitching, and I got better and better over time. It's like a, a muscle. Um, you know, I think I bombed the pitch competition in, uh, where was I at? I was in, I think it was in North Carolina. I, I did horror, but I'm like, okay, I need some help. And I was reaching out to friends. I practiced it with friends, and I actually ended up hiring a pitch coach. So shout out to Raj. Nation, I, I hired a pitch coach because I decided, you know, I really need to perfect this. And so over the years, um, you know, we've worked together for over a year now, uh, getting my pitch and my story together because I've always been somebody that I don't like, like I like talking, like when I'm conversing, I love talking with people. But when it comes to my business, I like, you know, I'm like, okay, more, you know, less, less talk, you know, more, more action, right? That's what I've always been about. I'm always about executing and letting my action speak. But when you're to have a business, you actually have to be a great storyteller and you have to be able to talk about your business to get people motivated so that they'll either become a customer or that they'll they'll invest. So, um, you know, yeah, we've been blessed to get some pitch competition wins that have helped us keep the business going even during the pandemic. Um, and I encourage anybody out there, you know, get as much practice as you can, hire a pitch coach, um, and just perfect your pitch if you're going to start a business. That's, that's a great point because you're saying there's so much power in being able to tell your story. Yeah. yeah. That it kind of supersedes this mentality of thinking that you can only do – work and that's just going to solve everything yeah yeah i mean if you think about it before anybody you know checks the under the truck or checks under the hood and, and sees about your business you know you only have one shot to talk to certain customers right you only have one shot to talk to a lot of investors i've gotten over 100 no's from investors right when you're fundraising that's what's going to happen so in yet minute two minutes 30 minutes you have uh, you have to be able to speak about what you're doing in, in a way that brings people and draws people in I enjoy pitch competitions more than investor discussions. Uh, it's because pitch competitions, <laughs> I, I'm talk, I feel like I'm talking to my customers, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what I really enjoy doing. Um, and so, you know, we've been blessed again to, to have successful uh, pitches and we've been able to successfully raise some funds uh, towards our dream. And so we're not going to stop. Well, there you go. Yeah. You're also a realtor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So during the uh, pandemic, 
uh, when events went to zero and event wire went from, I think we were doing 10K in revenue to, to $0. It was either uh, shut down the company, go get a job. Um, my wife wanted me to get a job. I said, oh, no. So, um, and uh, I saw that the, the market was booming. Um, and because I had a great network, I decided to become a realtor. And it, again, it just speaks to what my purpose is, which is improving the quality of life for me through health, wealth, and uh, leisure. And so I got a real estate license. I became a top 10 realtor, care Realty. Um, so it helped me to not only keep the business alive, um, we helped get over 30 families into their first homes. Wow. Uh, and so if you think about that, you know, the biggest um, way for folks to get generational wealth oftentimes is through real estate. It's a great, great industry. Um, and I believe it's, it's powerful in terms of, of generating, um, you know, income for folks and, and just that wealth generation. A lot of people have the most of their, all their assets in real estate. So, yeah, uh, it's been amazing. Um, for me, it was a way to help make sure that I was sustained and, and grew my businesses. And now while I'm um, spend most of my time focused on uh, the startup, I have showing agents. I build a system of folks that are, you know, helping to support me um, and kind of run the real estate business while I focus on, on the, on the company. To wrap this up, tell us where Jeff is headed. What's next for Jeff and how can people watching or listening support you or connect with you? Uh, what's next for us is that we're, um, getting ready to launch our, our mobile app in the next, I want to say about four to five months. We'll put the finishing touches on a few things. Uh, we just launched a new marketplace. And so after the mobile app launches, where they're going to launch, um, you know, EventWire Premium, uh, which is a program to focus on helping curators scale, connecting them with sponsors. Um, it's going it's to be a, a software as a service that helps connect brands to event curators and their platform. Uh, so it's an important year for us because we're developing a lot of product. But we're also hitting 10 different cities at the least. Um, to speak to the different event creators throughout the country, just build relationships. So look for us to be doing things in Africa. Look, us, look for us to be um, expanding our footprint in Chicago, whether it's All-Star Weekend, uh, whether it's South by Southwest. Um, but, you know, we're, we're also, you know, maybe launching a, a campaign for fundraising soon. So look out for that during Black History Month. Um, but, yeah, we're going to continue to grow, uh, continue to work, um, and continue to connect people to the culture everywhere. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for coming on the show today. I thank really you. appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And follow us at Eventwire HQ on Instagram, uh, Eventwire on Twitter uh, for partnerships, Jeff at Eventwire.com. Uh, we're talking to a lot of brands about, uh, you know, really connecting them to our audience. So just uh, appreciate you having me and uh, looking forward to continuing to build here. There you go. Reach out to Jeff. Reach out to Jeff if you want to connect.